0: Welcome to the flock. Um, I am Destiny Harris. Thank you for coming to my channel. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and I hope that you enjoy this video. I hope it gives you some insight. Um, and I would just like to start out by saying that I had a huge problem with like homosexuality, just same-sex attraction in general for most of my life. And um, God delivered me from it about a year ago. And so I was just looking at some stats, like I was just hearing a lot of stories, and I was looking at some statistics that really bothered me. Um, And that's what I want to share about today. Um, And I just want the point to get across. Before I start the message, I want to say that a goal of my life is to love every single human being as Jesus Christ does. Obviously, that's impossible because I'm not Jesus. But that is where this message is coming from, out of the depths of love in my spirit. This is a message of a sister and a friend, not a hateful, ignorant person, okay? I am not that. This is more so a friend talking to a friend. Um, It's taking a lot to say what I'm going to say, and I need you to hear that I love you, but more importantly, Jesus Christ loves you. Um right now wherever you are, and he's left you with a constant companion, the Holy Spirit. I'm only sharing this message because it broke my heart to read these statistics and to see how the devil has deceived so many people. So please, 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 please listen to the end um, because it's all going to come together. Otherwise, it's just going to sound like I hate everybody. (laughs) Um, I'm going to read a lot of information, like a lot of information, a few articles, so just bear with me. It's all very, very important so let's get into it so i was reading an article from um well i was reading about like four or five different articles just a bunch of them skimming through them and these facts really disturbed me and i felt like i should share because when i was having my own struggle with homosexuality and same-sex attraction um i i didn't know these things and i think if somebody would have told me it probably would have helped a lot just to realize what I was getting myself into. Um, So, let's start with the first one. Um, We're going to start with talking about the statistics of the youth. LGBTQI youth. And if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I really do apologize. not trying to be derogatory, but yeah, that's just what it said on the website, so LGBTQIU. Um, and this is from Gallup.com, it's a poll, and it's uh, titled LGBT Identification in U.S. Ticks Up to 7.1%. And I'll put all the article links in the description, so uh, don't trip if you like, don't get them all. I'll put them all in the description. So, um, this starts with Washington, D.C. The percentage of U.S. adults who self-identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or something other than heterosexual has increased to a new high of 7.1%, which is double the percentage from 2012 when Gallup first measured it. Gallup asks Americans whether they personally identify as straight or heterosexual, heterosexual, lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender as part of the demographic information it collects on all U.S. telephone surveys. Um, respondents can also volunteer to any other sexual orientation or gender identity they prefer. In addition to the 7.1% of U.S. adults who consider themselves to be an LGBT identity, 86.3% say they are straight or ha- heterosexual, and 6.6% do not offer an opinion. The results are based on aggregated 2021 data encompassing interviews with more than 12,000 U.S. adults. Roughly 21% of Generation Z, Gen Z, Americans who have reached adulthood, those born in between 1997 and 2003, identify as LGBTQ, LGBT. That is nearly double the proportion of millennials who do so. Um, while the gap widens even further, when compared with older generations, the proportion of U.S. adults who consider themselves to be lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or transgender has grown at a faster pace over the past year than in prior years. This is not occurring as more of Gen Z is reaching adulthood. These young adults are coming of age, including coming to terms with their sexuality or gender identity. And this part is really important. Remember this part. At a time when Americans increasingly accept gays, increasingly accept gays, lesbians and transgender people and LGBT individuals enjoy increasing legal protection against discrimination. discrimination. So basically it's saying, like, it, it's accepted, this is it has pretty much, which I feel too, it has pretty much never been as accepted, like, like um, LGBTQI has never been as accepted as it is right now, that's basically what the last sentence say, is saying, and it's really important to remember that for later. So now let's move on to the Trevor Project, and this is articles called 2022 National Survey on LGBTQ Youth mental health um that was weird lgbtq mental health <laughs> um okay so the trevor project 2022 national survey on lgbtq youth mental health demonstrates that rates of suicidal thoughts and this is one that really really got me because this is what was going on with me um demonstrates that rates of suicidal thoughts have trended upward among LGBTQ young people over the last three years, making our life-saving work all the more important. And I'm basically just reading the article straight off. I haven't changed a word. Um, Capturing the experiences of nearly 34,000 LGBTQ youth ages 13 to 24 across the United States, with 45% of respondents being LGBTQ youth of color and 48% being transgender or non-binary. Our fourth annual national survey is one of the most diverse surveys of LGBTQ ever conducted. 45% so this is the most diverse survey they've ever conducted. 45% of LGBTQ youth seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year. 45% Okay? Of LGBTQ youth seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year, fewer than one in three transgender and non-binary youth found their home to be gender-affirming. Fewer than one in three. Okay? All these facts matter. Just, I don't know, remember them as much as you can. Um, LGBTQ youth who live in a community that is accepting of LGBTQ people reported significantly lower rates of attempting suicide than those who do not. 14% of LGBTQ youth attempted suicide in the past year, 14% attempted suicide in the past year. 73% of LGBTQ youth reported experiencing symptoms of anxiety including more than three-quarters of transgender and non-binary youth and nearly two-thirds of cisgender youth. And cisgender, uh, basically is a new word for straight or heterosexual. So two-thirds of straight people, um, two-thirds of straight people, straight youth, sorry, experienced symptoms of anxiety And three quarters of transgender and non binary youth and nearly uh, experienced symptoms of um, anxiety. 73% of all the youth, all the LGBTQ youth, reported symptoms of anxiety. 58% of LGBTQ youth reported experiencing symptoms of depression, including nearly two thirds of transgender and non-binary youth and nearly half of the cisgender youth. 60% of LGBTQ youth who wanted mental health care in the past year were not able to get it. Um, Including nearly 3 in 5 transgender were not able to get mental health care and non-binary youth and more than 3 in 5 cisgender youth were not able to get mental health care. 36% of LGBTQ youth reported that they have been physically threatened or harmed due to either their sexual orientation or gender identity. So now let's move on to the adults, LGBTQ adults. Um, and this is not the last article. I don't know why I put that. Wait. So now let's move on to LGBTQ adults. This article is from Mental Health America, um, LGBTQ communities and mental health. Um, that's the title of the article. Sorry. So. I do want to make just a quick note that I believe this is an old article from 2017, so keep that in mind, but the points still remain. I mean, the point gets across. Okay, let's get into it. So, nearly 5.8 million people who identified with the LGBTQ community at that time, 2017, reported having mental illness. It is really important to know that identifying as LGBTQ is not... In itself a mental illness disorder hold on although being LGBTQ plus is absolutely not a mental illness many LGBTQ plus people experience mental health struggles I'm gonna repeat it although being LGBTQ is absolutely not a mental illness many LGBTQ people experience mental health struggles the bisexual and transgender communities have the highest rates of mental health concerns within the LGBTQ population. Younger members of the LGBTQ plus community struggle the most with mental health concerns of all the, all the age groups, so the youth struggle the most with, most with Mental health um or disorders. A majority of LGBTQ people say wait, is that what it said? Mental health struggles, not sorry, not disorders. A majority of LGBTQ plus people say that they or an LGBTQ plus friend or family member have been threatened or non-sexually harassed. 57% have been threatened or non-sexually harassed. Um, 51% have been sexually harassed. And 51% experience violence because of their sexual or gender identity. Five, 59% of LGBTQ+ plus people feel that they have fewer employment, employment opportunities, and 50% believe they are paid less than non-LGBTQ+ plus people. Um, LGBTQ+ plus teens are six, six times more likely to experience symptoms of, of depression. Than non LGBTQ identifying teens. So if you're a teenager or if your uh, child is a teenager and they identify as LGBTQ, that means that they are six times more likely to experience symptoms of depression than non LGBTQ identifying teens. LGBTQ youth are more than twice as likely twice as likely, more than twice as likely, to feel suicidal and over four times as likely to attempt suicide compared to heterosexual youth. I'm going to repeat it. LGBTQ youth are more than twice as likely to feel suicidal and over four times, four times as likely to attempt suicide compared to heterosexual youth. 48% 48% of transgender adults report report that they have considered suicide in the last year. 48% of transgender adults report that they have considered suicide suicide in the last year compared to 4% of the overall US population. So if you're transgender and you're adult, 48% chance you're gonna consider suicide. And if you're straight, or heterosexual, 4% chance you're gonna consider suicide. Approximately 8% of LGBTQ plus individuals and nearly 27% of transgender individuals report being denied healthcare outright. I do wanna just um, point out one thing from that article that really struck me when I was reading it. Um, It's that the part where it says LGBTQ plus teens teenagers, and the Trevor Pro- Trevor Project um, survey was from 13 to 24 years old, so I don't know what age group this was from, but still, the teens are six times more likely, six times more likely to experience symptoms of depression. And the youth are twice, twice as likely to feel suicidal, and over four times as likely to attempt suicide. And in the adults, 48 percent of the transgender adults are going 48% of the transgender adults report that they have considered suicide in the last year compared to the 4% of the overall US population 48% compared to 4% depending on your gender identity or sexual orientation 48% compared to 4 you're 6 times more likely if you're uh, if you're a youth and then twice as likely to attempt suicide or feel suicidal like that's just crazy anyways let's go to the last article National Alliance on Mental Illness the article is found under the your journey tab so the lesbian gay and again just want to repeat I have not changed any of these words this is all literally straight from the article you can go read it yourself and see where I got it from this is under the your journey tab The lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer questioning intersex, which is LGBTQI um, plus community, represents a diverse range of identities and expressions of gender and sexual orientation. While belonging to the LGBTQI community can be a source of strength, it also brings unique challenges for those who identify as LGBTQI. It is important, I'm going to read it again, it also brings unique challenges it also brings unique challenges for those who identify as lgbtqi it's important to recognize how your experience of sexual orientation and gender identity relates to your mental health although the full range of lgbtq identities are not commonly included in large-scale studies of mental health there is strong evidence from recent research that members Of this community are at a higher risk for experiencing mental health conditions, especially depression and anxiety disorders. Lg, uh, yeah, they put LGB youth. I think they meant to put the whole thing, so I'll just say the whole thing. LGBTQI plus adults are more than twice as likely as heterosexual adults to experience a mental health condition. More than twice as likely, the adults more than twice as likely as heterosexual adults to experience a mental health condition. Transgender individuals are nearly four times as likely as cisgender individuals, which basically again is people whose gender identity corresponds with their birth sex. Um, uh, transgender individuals are nearly four times as likely as cisgender individuals um, to experience a mental health condition, More than four, nearly four times as likely. Um, LGBTQI plus youth also experience a greater risk for mental health conditions and suic- suicidality I don't even know if that's a word, but whatever. LGBTQ plus, uh, LGBTQI plus youth are more than twice as likely to report experiencing their, experiencing persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness than their heterosexual peers, more than twice as likely to report experiencing persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness than their heterosexual peers. Transgender youth face further disparities as they are twice as likely to experience depressive symptoms. Seriously consider suicide and attempt suicide compared to cisgender, lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, and questioning youth. According to a 2013 survey, 40% of LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQI plus adults have experienced rejection from a family member or a close friend. A 2019 school climate survey showed that 86% of LGBTQ+ plus youth, LGBTQI plus youth reported being harassed or assaulted at school, which can significantly impact their mental health. The LGBTQI community faces many forms of discrimination, including labeling stereotyping denial of opportunities or access and verbal mental and physical abuse they are one of the most targeted communities by perpetrators of hate crimes in the country the lgbtqi population is at a higher risk than the heterosexual cisgender population for suicidal thoughts and suicide attempts high school students who identify as lesbian gay or bisexual are more than four times as likely to have attempted suicide compared to their heterosexual peers. Do you want me to read that again? Yes, I I want me to read it again, I will. High school students who identify as lesbian, gay, or bisexual are more than four times as likely to have attempted suicide compared to their heterosexual peers. 40% of transgender adults who have attempted suicide in their lifetime compared to less, uh, no, let me start over. 40% of transgender transgender adults have attempted suicide in their lifetime, compared to less than 5% of the general U.S. population. And this, I believe, is from 2022, uh, I believe. You, fact, check me on that, but I believe it's from, uh, 2021, sorry. Substance misuse or overuse, so this is drug abuse, which may be used as a coping mechanism or a method of self medication is a significant concern for members of this community. LGBTQI adults are nearly twice as likely as heterosexual adults to experience a substance use order. LGBTQI adults are nearly twice as likely. As heterosexual adults to experience a substance use disorder, transgender individuals are almost four times as likely as cisgender individuals to experience a substance use or- disorder. Illicit drug use is significantly higher in high school age youth who identify as LGBTQ plus or are unsure of their identity compared to their heterosexual, heterosexual peers. I'm gonna read that one again. Illicit drug use is significantly higher, significantly higher in high school age youth who identify as LGBTQI plus or are unsure of their identity compared to their heterosexual peers. It is estimated that LGBTQI youth and young adults have a 120%. I'm, I gotta start this over because this one really broke my heart I mean I was almost like I was it is estimated that LGBTQI plus youth and young adults have a 120 percent higher risk of inspir- experiencing homelessness often the result of family rejection or discrimination discrimination, based on gender identity or sexual orientation this risk is especially high among black and native american slash alaska native lgbtqi youth 120 percent higher risk of experiencing homelessness for lgbtqi youth 120 percent 120 percent Many members of the LGBTQI community face the added challenge of finding homeless shelters that will accept them and experience elevated rates of harassment and abuse in these spaces. Okay, so we're done with the we're done reading the facts part, and I hope you listened to that whole thing. If you didn't, please go back and listen to all of it because it is really important to know what is going on and to know the point, which is a homosexual lifestyle leads to a life of difficulties so many difficulties like yes in life there are difficulties but if you if you identify as an LGBTQ I uh, I plus adult or youth you're signing up for so many difficulties I mean the stats are like six times more twice ta- two times more four times more I mean it's like hundred twenty percent more chance of you experiencing homelessness like it's so much you're signing up for so much in exchange for not even a percentage of the fulfillment that is offered by jesus christ like i'm not saying a straight life just gives you so much peace and like you know life is amazing because you're straight obviously not like obviously you know people still struggle with mental health issues and stuff like that i'm not saying that's the solution but i'm saying it's proven that if you are in that community. Even this article said it at the beginning. Uh, The first article said that it's never been uh, more accepted basically than now. Then the last article said that it comes with its own, and you have to acknowledge that, that it comes with its own um, problems, its own difficulties. And that's a real thing. And we can't ignore that. That's a real thing that you're signing up for. You're you're signing up for all these difficulties. And with Jesus Christ, like, we're promised persecution. If you're not being persecuted, like, I don't really know what you're doing with Christianity, but it's promised. You will be persecuted, right? So, like, we're promised persecution, but there's so many rewards. There's so many rewards and there's so many promises that come with that, like fulfillment and unconditional love and the Holy Spirit being your companion forever. And then you die and you go to heaven and be with God forever. And you feel this unconditional love and you feel that. With the people and you have community and you're uh promised abundance life more abundantly and all these rewards that come with following jesus christ as opposed and both of these lifestyles right have challenges when you come with jesus christ you have so many rewards when you uh be when you identify as lgbtqi plus Yes, obviously there's like a sense of strength in the community. I'm not going to deny that because that would be ignorant. So I'm not going to do that. Obviously there's a sense of strength with that, with with your uh, friends, if your family accepts you, stuff like that. But there's the risk, the risk benefit like like uh, balance. I'll know for me it was not enough. And according to these facts, like I don't know you tell me is it enough is this something that you want to sign up like you want to do if I told you hey here's this life like these two lives you can have um, you can have challenges in both of them all life you know you have challenges this life this life you have rewards every single day unconditional love you wake up with joy you don't have mental health issues you don't have mental health disorders you don't have anxiety you don't have depression which real followers of Jesus you don't have mental health issues you don't have depression you don't have all this stuff literally atta- uh, uh, attacking you every single day i haven't i used to struggle with it so much i haven't had any mental health issues if i struggled with it it hasn't been over an hour in the past like uh confidently i could say like six months to a, to a year probably but all i'm saying is like it's like okay you can have all these problems all these problems and if i was a parent Would you, would you let your kid do this? And the acceptance, I hate to say this because it sounds so like harsh, but the acceptance didn't really, didn't really matter. Cause it right now, like it's been on the, on the rise. Suicide in the LGBTQI plus youth has been on the rise steadily for years. It's been rising, but it's never been more accepted. And we think the solution is to accept them. The solution, the answer is a life following Jesus Christ. That is the answer. Whew. So, parents, you need to think about this. Like when your kids come to you and they say that, like they um, identify with this, or they say, like I want to go into this lifestyle, you need to really consider it, and you need to really pray about it because it's. The risk-benefit is just like reading these stats literally like broke my heart like I had no idea all this was going on that the suicide was on the rise and like I thought it was getting better because it was being more accepted uh, genuinely like I thought everything like okay yeah like people you know they're not gonna have as many mental health issues they're not gonna want to kill themselves stuff like that because it's being more accepted obviously I live in California so it's different than other places duh but, like, I'm like, okay, generally it's getting more accepted. But, literally, does it matter? Because it's been on the rise for, for years! Suicide, mental health orders, disorder, uh, struggles have been on the rise for years! But it's never been more accepted, right? So is acceptance really, is uh, acceptance and tolerance really the answer? Or is it love? Is it the love of God? Is it following a life that is holy and se- separate? that is set apart following Jesus is that the answer you tell me and I just want to make one thing clear um like the love that I'm talking about God is love and Jesus there's nobody that has ever been on the earth that has loved people more than Jesus and if you read the Gospels like you need to check is the love of Jesus that he showed literally to everybody even the Pharisees Is the love that he showed literally to everybody the same love that you're thinking of? Because the love that we often think think of as Christians when it comes to this subject is like, I don't want to say anything to you. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want you to feel like I'm judging you. But okay, like take some responsibility because you're loving them right on into hell. Like I, I would be so upset if I literally, if I got to hell and somebody knew the answer and knew what to tell me. And just didn't want to tell me because they didn't want to hurt my feelings. I'll be so upset if I was like literally burning in hell. My skin is falling off. There's maggots on my bed. It's so hot. I don't have any water. There's literally demons trying to chase me. Literally tearing apart my body. They smell foul. All this stuff is happening, and and I'm replaying and like somebody's tell somebody had the opportunity to tell me the truth and they didn't. That's not love. That's. Trying to not hurt their feelings, which if you want to do that, I mean, I don't know. But that's trying to not hurt their feelings. That's not love. That is not love. And God is love. God is love. So I just want to throw this in there. Love always wins. Yes, it does. He always does. God always does win. And God is reaching out for you. Whoever is watching this video like, God is reaching out for you. And if you feel, like, convicted or condemned in any way, like, well, condemn, conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. So if you're feeling that, that's not for me. That's not, like, the Holy Spirit is impressing upon you because of the words that I said that he gave me, but that's not for me. I don't have any power to do that to anybody. Anybody. So if you're feeling that, like, I want you to listen to these next parts because I'm going to break down just more spiritual consequences of what comes with the homosexual uh, lifestyle. And not even just the homosexual lifestyle, because some people be doing it in secret, but just homosexual acts, okay? Sleeping with the same sex, having sex with the same sex, or whatever. You know, you fill in the bubbles, you do it. Okay, so... Now, I'm going to try to break down how I've come to understand the spiritual laws of the Bible and a little bit about curses. By the law... Just hold your voices, Batman, I don't mean the Mosaic Law, so by the law, I basically mean it's when you read a story in the Bible and you see there was an action, then there is a reward or, or a consequence of that action given by God, that is more than likely a biblical principle. Okay, I'm going to repeat that again slower, just so that it makes sense. So, by the law, the law I'm talking about, I basically mean it's when you read a story in the Bible and you see there was an action then there's a reward or consequence of that action given by God that is more than likely a biblical principle especially when there is a clearly written punishment or reward for an action now Let's take that definition and look at complaining. And the laws I'm talking about, you can look at the scriptures about divine laws. That's what I'm talking about. Not um and like laws of the universe, whatever, law or not whatever, laws of the universe, you know, divine law, stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about, not mosaic law. We don't live under that anymore, so God bless you. Okay, so complaining. Numbers 11, one through three. I'm gonna give you a second to turn there one second okay so numbers 11 1 through 3 and I believe this is in NLT Um, now when the people complained it displeased the Lord for the Lord heard it and his anger was aroused all right let me start over now when the people complained it displeased the Lord for the Lord heard it and his anger uh, was aroused so the fire of the Lord burned among them why because they complained this is a law and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp then the people cried out to moses and when moses prayed to the lord the fire was quenched so he called the name of the place tap tabura tabura um, because the fire of the lord had burned among them now is it law that every time somebody complains, fire is going to come burn them alive? No, it's not. That's not the law. The law is that complaining brings death because life and death is in the power of your tongue. So, complaining brings death. That's the law. So, that, uh, the law is that in the spiritual realm, the consequence for complaining is death. My understanding of it is that praise and thankfulness is worship to God. Uh, You can go read Psalms 147, 1. Actually, Let's look it up right now. Psalms 147, 1. And this is going to talk about uh, what I was just saying, the law of complaining. Psalms 147, 1. Okay. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. Now let's look at another translation. Praise the Lord, how good to sing. NLT. This is NLT. Praise the Lord, how good to sing praises to our God. How delightful and fitting. Uh, to the passage Translation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, how beautiful it is when we sing praises to the beautiful God. For praise makes you lovely before Him and brings Him great delight. And the antonym of praise is basically complaining. So. Uh, Praise, I look up the definition, and I look up some antonyms, uh, and yeah, praise, the antonym, which is basically like the opposite word of uh, praise, is pretty much complaining. So if praise is worship to God and it's beautiful, then who is complaining worship to? If praise is worship to God and it's beautiful, then who is complaining worship to? There's only two options. It's a trick question. Is the devil. There's only two options, guys. Shout out to uh, Tiffany for giving this insight, okay? So I'm going to tell you guys a quick little story, and I'm going to do this <laughs> hopefully in like two minutes. We'll see. So, okay, so I, I met these two ladies, um, and they were in an Uber, and one of the ladies, she was like super, uh, I picked her up, like a really nice house. She had a really nice house. Um, She had her little cane. She had her clothes on. Like, she looked good, right? And um, she was the older lady. I picked her up. Or no, she was the younger lady. I picked her up and she was the first one there. And then we'll call her Susan. And then the second lady came, right? And the second lady, she had to get like dropped off there by this like special special wheelchair car and um, the person had to help her get into the car. The younger lady, uh, Susan, was helping uh, the older lady, let's call her Barbara, get into the car. So Barbara, they, they both got in the car and they're talking. Barbara starts complaining right off the bat. She's like, uh, my eye, I guess she has a fake eye. She was like, my eye, uh, the, other, the other one wasn't fitting, but this one fits a little bit more, but it's still blah, 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 not that good. And then she was complaining about, like, all this stuff, like, I don't even know. She was just, kept complaining. Um, and then the other one, Susan, the younger one, she was, like, only talking good things. Like, she was like, oh, it's so good to see you. We haven't seen each other in so long. I'm so happy to see you. And, like, um, I just, I guess they were artists. So she was like, are you still painting? And um, she was like, you know, she was painting it or she draws. She can't paint anymore, but she draws. And she was focusing on the fact of what she could do instead of what she couldn't do anymore. And the other one, she was just going on and on about her terrible living situation, her eye, her, um, I don't know, just like so much complaining, right? And I was just listening. And then come to find out the older one, that I thought was older y'all this blew me away the older one that I thought was older was 73 or 74 and the younger one the one I thought was younger was 94 years old. She was 20 years older. And she honestly wasn't even moving like a 90-year-old. Uh, she wasn't even moving like a 70. Honestly, probably more so close to 60. If I didn't see her hands, I would probably think she was like late 60s, maybe 65. And she was 94 years old. And why? Because. Let's look at the law. What is the law? When you complain, and you can read Numbers 11 if uh, you know you want to see the whole thing. There's another story of complaining in there. But complaining is literally like a disease. It's like a disease to your body. So if you're doing that, you're bringing like, literally, like diseases on your body. It says, um, idle words, I, I forget where it is, but the Bible says that idle words are like gangrene. Idle words are like a cancer to your body. So literally, complaining is like sickness to your body. And isn't that proven? Isn't that proven in the story I just told? I didn't make that story. It was literally happening to me. I was just listening. And it literally is proven. The one who was complaining literally looked like, you know, she... I don't know. She had a lot going on, y'all. And the young, the younger one that I thought was younger was literally 20 years older. And she, um, she was really blessed in life, I guess. She was really blessed. And why? Because the power of the tongue, because she doesn't she doesn't speak curses over her life. She doesn't complain. She doesn't give that type of worship to the devil. Now, she has some other stuff going on, but she doesn't do the complaining. That's the point. Now, there's that one. And I just want to give you some hope for if you are a complainer, it's really like you don't need to be afraid or anything. Just repent, turn to Jesus and ask him to help you to stop complaining. It's that simple. Just ask the Holy Spirit to help you. So, let's take a look at another one. Okay, so long life. So, God, um, this is, the context of this is God speaking to Solomon, and if I am correct, this came in a dream. So, it's God speaking to Solomon. 1 Kings 3, uh, 14, it says, and if you follow me and obey my decrees and, de- and commands, as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Now, if you don't know the story, this is basically um, when Solomon, he was like the wisest king of the earth. Uh, yeah, wisest king in history. And he got that get- wisdom as a gift from God. Now, there's a whole, there's a whole other video, but in the Bible, it pretty much says the reason why he asked specifically for wisdom and I think it was because of his father David kept calling him young and like you know you're inexperienced he needs all this help and stuff but anyways that's not the point the point is he asked for wisdom and um and if you want to go over what I just said just read the beginning of 1 Kings and a little bit after, uh, whatever the, chap- the book is before that. But read the beginning of 1 Kings and you'll see what I'm talking about. But he asks for wisdom and this is his conversation with God. I believe in his dreams. And God tells him, if you follow me and obey my decrees and my command as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Now, we all know David did uh, some stuff, <laughs> right? A lot of sexual stuff. He... Um, took uh, uh, senses of Israel and they were never to be counted, stuff like that, but um, he was a man after God's own heart, and God like, literally saved so many people just because of David, how much David was after his own heart. A lot of generations of kings are saved because of David. So, the con- God's conclusion of Job is the next thing that we're going to look at, and that is in job 42 16 through 17 It's the last verse of job the very last verse of job okay it's really important it's the last verse of job this says job lived 140 years after that living to see four generations of his children and grandchildren then he died an old man who had lived a long full life this is the last verse of job he lived a long full life now why did he live a long full life let's take it back to job 1 1 the very first verse job 1 1 there was once a man named Job. Oh, i'll give you a second second there was once a man named job who lived in the land of us ew <laughs> no, i'm just kidding us he was a blameless man a man oh he was blameless a man of complete integrity he feared god and stayed away from evil okay So why, you tell me, why did Job live a long life? Why did he see uh, four generations of children and grandchildren? Why did he uh, uh, live 140 years after the whole, you know, trial that he went through? Why did all that happen? Because he was a blameless man of complete integrity, and he feared God and stayed away from evil. Now, let's take it back to 1 Kings 3.14. What did God tell Solomon? if you follow my if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father david did i will give you a long life following god long life following god long life so what's the opposite of that not following god you're not promised a long life i'm gonna just make it nice for you but not following god you're not promised a long life what does that mean okay So, the principle is you follow God, follow Jesus, long life. That's the thing. So, um, again, proving the Lord, uh, proving following the Lord gives you a long life. Let's look at the last verse, Genesis 6, 3, and 5. Okay, I'll give you a second. Second, okay, Genesis 6, 3. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time. For they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. What was the normal lifespan back then? How long did Adam live? 900 years or so? Like, I don't know. Uh, I, I want to look it up, actually. I want to look it up. Legit, like, how long did Adam live? Somebody put it in the comments, actually, because I would love to know that. Okay. So Adam lived 930 years, Genesis 5, 5. Adam lived 930 years, um, and then he died. Okay, so this is God. This is the Lord in Genesis 6, 3. And it says, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. He cut the lifespan down to 120 years. Why? 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 I'll show you why. Genesis 6:5. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and He saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. Why did He lower the lifespan? Because He observed human wickedness. Everything they thought was consistently and totally evil. Who are they following? Whose life are they living by? The devil. That's why. The lifespan was lowered. That's why the Lord said, I regret making humanity. That's a whole other video, but it's literally like in the same chapter. Go read it. But literally, the Lord lowered the lifespan because their minds were consistently bent towards evil, towards wickedness. That's why we have to have our minds be renewed in Jesus Christ. Just pro tip. But anyways, that's the law. You follow wickedness, you follow the devil, you become a son of the devil. Then, you, uh, then the Lord is lowering the lifespan. The lifespan is lowered. And it's not even like God has to do this. This is just a spiritual law. Follow God, you have life and life more abundantly. You don't, then then you just you just don't. Now that all that hopefully makes sense, the whole spiritual laws, like how to find them. You can find them on your own um, but how to find them in the Bible where it says there's a clear consequence or a clear reward. Another example is the reward of um, the results of fasting in Isaiah 58. You can read that, the results of fasting, the type of fast God wants you to do and what the results are of that. Um, that's a clear reward and that is true. I've seen it in my own life. It's true. So. Let's take a look now at the spiritual laws regarding homosexuality. okay you got all those other spiritual laws which ones equal death, which one equal lower life, which one equal long life, which one equal life okay now let's take a look at spiritual laws regarding homosexuality. We're gonna read Leviticus um, 2013 and I do want to mention, that homosexual sin isn't the only sin listed um here there are 15 other sins that presu- produce a similar result it was either like you're going to get cut off from the community or um you know uh punishable by death that was a that was the uh re- that was the consequences of those other sins so let's look at the consequence of this specific sin leviticus 20:13. 13 if And this is a New King James Version. If a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman. So if a man, take a man, lies with a male as he lies with a woman. And lies there means like lie down to have sex, right? Both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them hmm <laughs> what does that sound like that sounds like your blood shall be upon you so if your blood if my blood if somebody else's blood is on my hands that means that in some way shape or form like it's like a term right that I killed them so if your blood is on your hands what does that mean and does that make sense Does that sound like suicide? Does that make sense with all the other stats that I read? But I'll save that for later. So, the consequences are that um, uh, if a man lies with a man, like he lies with a woman, or vice versa, a woman lies with a woman, like like she lies with a man, the punishment is death. Both of them, punishment is death. And this is just having sex. That's what I was saying. This is just having sex. This isn't even like following the whole entire lifestyle this is just like you're having sex with the same sex that's all that this is um based on the practice of searching out the spiritual laws and the other verses i read again i want to go slower what is the consequence here of committing a homosexual sin not even following the lifestyle but just by simply having sex with the same gender the spiritual punishment is it it's death, babes. It's death. That's uh, that's a spiritual punishment. Alright? So, I know that sounds super harsh, but this is the part of the love that I'm talking about. I love people enough to go read these facts and to have them affect me and to do a whole video about it because I love people enough to let them know exactly what you're getting yourself into exactly what you are signing up for i want you to know exactly what it is it doesn't need to be this illusion to where you think i identify as this thing and i'm finally myself i'm finally free to be myself i can be whoever i want i should be whoever i want this is my identity that's all the lies that i heard and you choose that And then it's like, okay, wait, but like, why do I have all these problems? Why do I need to, like, go to therapy 24-7? Why do I um, need medication? Why do I, if I don't need medication, then why do I need drugs? Or why am I homeless? Or why am I isolated from my family? You know, like, so I love people enough to literally tell you all these facts and, you know, I'll just suffer the repercussions, that's okay, but... I love people enough for the people that want to hear it to tell you what exactly is going on when you identify as this, what the punishment is spiritually that brings, uh, that is brought upon you. And it's not like God ha- like has to do anything extra. It's not like God has to do anything extra to like specifically kill you or anything like that. God's grace is for everybody, right? And he loves everybody. That is a fact. It's it's uh, twisted sometimes, but that is a fact. God does love everybody. And Jesus did really die for everybody while we were still sinners. So he still, he loves you, obviously, but like there is a sacrifice that you have to make where you need to live like a holy, set apart life. And, you know, I love you enough to tell you the truth and to tell you what's happening, to tell you what is what is what. Is a very high possibility a very high chance of happening if you identify as this so let's bring it on home shall we think about all the statistics I read earlier about suicide your blood shall be upon you think about all the statistics I read earlier about suicide homelessness drug abuse anxiety depression bullying isolation from your family lower pay or job discrimination, limited access to health care. I mean, you can read the articles yourself and see the challenges. And why is all this happening? It's not because God has to do something extra to punish you. It's not because God wants to punish you. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. He didn't design hell for humans. He didn't. He designed it for the devil and his angels. And the devil doesn't run hell. And the devil's not in hell. He's on earth. The prince of the air. Okay? So he didn't design uh, hell for, uh, for humans. He designed it for them. For the devil and the fallen angels. And you can choose to go there if you reject Jesus, which is only two options. There's accepting him or rejecting him. But all this is happening because if you like follow this lifestyle, any sin it comes it comes along with legal certain legal access. Like in heaven, I mean in the Bible, it's always talking about the courts, right? Jesus is always at the courts and uh, uh, fighting for us, our um, our lawyer, our advocate, our um, intercessor, our counselor, stuff like that. All these legal terms. So legally, if you like open yourself up to sin, even. Oh, so many other, so many other things I could say. But if you open yourself up to sin, right, then the devil legally has access to come and give you the and, um, exact the punishment of that sin. Like in Job 1.1, Job wasn't, I mean, his punishment, it said that what Job feared was brought upon him. So his sin was that he was a fearful man, even though, yes, he was righteous. He was, you know, blameless. He, um was it say he was righteous, he was blameless, he feared God and he stayed away from evil, right? But he what he feared brought everything that happened, that's all that that he feared. And that what was brought upon him, that's what the devil went up to heaven to to talk to God to get permission to do all that stuff. Literally, that's what happens. That is what happens. Thank you Holy Spirit. That is what happens. The devil like literally talks to God talks to God, gets permission gets permission to do this stuff in your life because they're like hey um you know does not matter if they don't know i don't know but hey i know jesus died for this but look look they're openly going into this sin they're openly participating in the sin i have legal right i have legal right to come in and to destroy their life to steal kill and destroy i have legal right to do that i have legal right to uh give them the punishment of this sin i have legal right that's literally, the example of that in Job is literally like what happens in our life when we open ourselves up to sin. And the devil can't do anything without God's permission, just to show you how uh, little authority he has actually. But you need to like close all those doors by staying as far away from sin. literally says run from sexual sin. Stay away from all sexual immorality. So... Go read that. I would definitely suggest reading that, Job, to see the example of how spiritual laws work and the divine laws and what um, will more often than not happen if you open yourself up to um, a lifestyle of homosexuality. So, why is all this happened? Because even though it may be legal on earth, it may be legal on earth, right? Homosexuality uh, may be legal on earth, even even though we do not live under the Mosaic Law anymore, I want to be clear about that. There are still divine laws that govern our world and the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's stealing your identity. He's destroying your mind and he's killing your body and your quality of life. What better way to do than to have someone attach their whole life and identity to something the devil knows is a sin he knows it's a sin but he knows that you don't know or care that it's a sin so what is he gonna do He's gonna have you attach your whole entire identity around this one thing your whole entire life around this one thing so he can have a control over your life and slowly still kill and destroy you or quickly by way of suicide or all the other challenges unique challenges is what the article said that comes along with this lifestyle, unique challenges. He's going to say, okay, you know, do this, hang around these people so they can encourage you in your sin, move here so that you can feel more comfortable about your lifestyle. And, um, even though you know, it doesn't know it's it's a sin, I know it's a sin. And you know what? Not only that, but you're also going to get into, uh, probably going to get into new age. You're also probably going to do some crystals, you're also probably going to do some sage, Um, so we're going to make sure you get all the demons accepted into your life that we possibly can. Um, You know, they're all going to be in you and um, yeah, and you're just going to be having a whole bunch of um, uh, premarital sex and um, you're going to be drinking, you're going to be doing drugs, you might be homeless, all this stuff, but you're going to be free to be who you are. That's the catch. Does that sound like an even exchange? No, absolutely not. And it's actually a very smart strategy that billions of people fall into without knowing the real consequences they're bringing into their life. And it's what God delivered me from. And the reason that I know all these consequences are true. I mean, okay, I wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't, um, wasn't doing drugs, but that's cause literally like the smell of weed just gave me such a long headache that God also healed me from that. But just like having strong smells, Used to give me such a lot of bad headache or whatever and also because i used to have so much uh depression so much anxiety so much loneliness and god delivered me from all of that and i'm seeing now reading these articles i was seeing all that was attributed to to that specific sin other sins that i had in my life obviously but that was like the biggest sin the biggest problem of mine was that and then pornography but that was number one And since I haven't been uh, following that lifestyle even in secret, I've let God renew my mind. I've let the Holy Spirit renew uh, my friendship with God, or the cross renew my friendship with God. I've let the Holy Spirit be my constant companion. I've tried to go after the spiritual gifts. I'm trying to live set apart. Like, you know, so now I'm not having all those problems. And why? Because spiritual loss. Because that's why. Because that's why. If you fall under the qualifications of everything that I read of, like, someone who is having all of these problems, all these mental health struggles, um, all the other problems that come along with um, homosexual, just basically activity, homosexual acts, if you identify as LGBTQI+, and you want a solution, like you see the error of your ways and you want to repent, or you want to change your ways? What are you supposed to do? And I want to make something clear that um, we do not live under the Mosaic Law anymore. That is clear. And I want to read um, Matthew 5:17 in the Passion Translation. This is Jesus talking. It says, um, I'll "Give you a second to get there. Second, okay. So if it, it says." If you think I've come to set aside the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets you're mistaken I have come to bring profession to perfection all that has been written indeed I assure you as long as heaven and earth endure not even the smallest detail of the law will be done away with until its purpose is complete until its purpose is complete and um, in another uh, I believe I want to say it's Romans but Basically, Paul says that the law was shown to him to show him basically his sin, in, and that's a whole other video, so I'm going to stop there. But anyways, we don't live under the Mosaic law, that's the point, and Jesus came to fulfill the law, okay? And not the smallest detail of the law will be abolished until its purpose is completed. So... I want to read galatians 3 through 14 i believe this is a new living translation um galatians 3 through 14 it says it is obvious that no one achieves the righteousness of god by attempting to keep the law for it is written the one who is in a right relationship with god will live by faith but keeping the law does not require faith Um, but self-effort. For the law teaches, if you practice the principles of the law, you must follow all of them, which is obviously impossible. Yet, Christ paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law, the curse of the law. So there's a curse attached to it. He absorbed the curse completely as he became a curse in our place. For it is written, everyone who is hung upon a tree is cursed, and that's in Deuteronomy. Jesus Christ dissolved the curse from our lives so that in him, all the blessings of Abraham can be poured out upon Gentiles. And now through faith, we have received the promised Holy Spirit who lives in us. So what is that saying? Two things I want to point out. Jesus did become the curse so we don't have to live. I'm going to read it exactly. Hold on. Yet Christ paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law. To set us free from the curse of the law didn't say that there is not a curse of the law. No, it doesn't. It says Christ set us free, paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law. And it also said that he absorbed the curse completely, became a curse in our place. He died in our place. That does not mean that curses are not still attached to the law and blessings, but doesn't mean that curses aren't still attached to the law. It just means that we don't live under those anymore because we are under grace. We're saved by grace through faith because of Jesus Christ dying for us. That's what it means. It doesn't mean that there are no more curses. That is not what it means. And the specific curse attached to homosexuality, the act of homosexuality, not even the lifestyle, the lifestyle too, obviously. But even if you're hiding in secret, I want to say specifically, if you're in church and you are having a secret life where nobody knows that you're gay or nobody knows that you're lesbian except for people. few people who are gossips who know everything but there's nobody knows the majority of people don't know but you are in a place of leadership and you're in a church and you know that you have this problem i'm sorry by this verse if you're living under the curse of the law because legally you're accepting all these curses into your life Now, through the power of the Holy Spirit, because of Jesus' shed blood, you don't have to live under that anymore. You need to repent, or you need to turn from your ways and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And I will say, watch the other video, the first video I did of overcoming uh, homosexuality, get some other practical tips, but you need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. That's literally the only thing that's going to get through this. You cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. But even if you think it's not a sin because not everybody knows, god knows and god sees everything and you know who else knows the devil knows and you know who else know demons know that's why you're getting attacked so let's also read john 10 7 through 11. um this is about the power of the cross so uh oh and i think this is NLT lt uh as well so jesus went over it again i speak to you eternal truth i am the gate for the flock <laughs> Shameless plug. Anyways, I am the gate for the flock. All those who broke in before me are thieves who came to steal, but the sheep never listened to him. Who are the sheep? The sheep is people who follow Jesus. Believers, real Christians, true Christians. Obviously, I'm implying that they're fake Christians, yes. But it's real Christians. Those are um, the people who got, uh, Jesus is implying are the sheep. Never listen to the thieves who broke in to steal. I am the gateway, Jesus is saying, to enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. Now, I believe there is a, oh, okay, let me keep reading, let me keep reading. A thief has only one thing in mind he wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. So I'm going to take it back up because that was a little confusing. So Jesus is saying, I am the gateway, to enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction, which we already saw before following jesus brings life following god brings life and uh god in genesis shortened the lifespan because their minds were consistently bent towards evil shortened the lifespan lifespan solomon didn't live a long life because he didn't follow the lord's uh the lord's um uh, laws he didn't follow the laws and Job saw four generations of his kids Four generations of his kids lived a long, full life because he did. He, he feared the Lord and he followed, followed the rules. <laughs> um, anyways, so, where am I at? Sorry, that's an inside joke. To enter through me is to experience life. Let's get back to the verse. To enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. Or steal, kill, and destroy. Talking about the devil. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow with life. I am the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. Okay, what is that saying? Jesus laid down his life as a sacrifice. For you, taking it back even further so you don't have to live under the curses, so you don't have to live under the penalty of your sin of living a life of homosexuality, so you don't have to live under that, so you don't have to have mental health struggles, so you don't have to um, have more chances of drug abuse, more chances of being bullied. Uh, be isolated from a, um, from your family so you don't have to have a false sense of identity. So you don't have to um, take medication to survive. So like I said before, you don't have to go to therapy 24-7 because the Holy Spirit is your counselor. So you don't have to go through all these things that we say are normal but really aren't normal. And I know they're not normal because I literally struggle with none of them anymore. Like I said, mental health, Like I, I'll say... Not that I haven't had, like, you know, a moment where I had a breakdown or two. I did, and it was because there was something that I was worshiping as an idol that I didn't know until that moment, and I had a breakdown over it, and the Holy Spirit revealed that to me. But, like, that was, like, that literally lasted, I think, maybe an hour, maybe two hours or less. Out of the past, like, six months to a year, nothing, no, like, anxiety, no depression, no loneliness, no suicidal thoughts. None of that. No uh, urges to watch pornography, super strong, like I didn't have a choice. None of that has lasted longer than, I'll be generous and say two hours. None of it. So I know it's not normal. And I know that the uh, Holy Spirit has the power to break every single curse. And Jesus became a curse and broke every single curse. So you don't have to live under the curses. It didn't say that curses didn't exist, reiterating. It said you don't have to live under the curse of the law because... Jesus laid down his life for you, sacrificed his life for you to give you life and life more abundantly. Life more abundantly until you overflow with life. Don't you want to experience that again? I mean, I, I've, I know so many people who like haven't experienced being their true selves since they were a child and they're like 30. I see that all the time. I'm just trying to find my way back to myself. I'm just, I, I can't remember the last time I was really myself. That's not like a normal thing to say and you know when you're your true self when you are 100% abiding in Jesus, when you are 100% connected to the Father, when you are 100% being guided by the Holy Spirit. And if you're not, I'm sorry, but you're not gonna be your true self. You can try to find yourself all you want. You can go on as many camping trips and look under the stars as you want. You can do as many, uh, whatever, I mean, Reiki, whatever you want, do all of it. And all you're gonna do is invite demons into your life. You're never gonna find your true self until you come under the authority of Jesus Christ until you come under the covering of God until you come over under God's love until you are led by the holy spirit and you receive the gift of salvation until that happens and until your mind is renewed you're never going to find your true self and it doesn't matter if the devil is lying to you and telling you that by being homosexual or like having people around you that accept you that that is what is going to give you true fulfillment in life i'll tell you right now before you find out when you're 80 80 years old laying on your deathbed i'll tell you right now it does not fulfill you and it won't fulfill you and it can't fulfill you because there's a void in you that can only be fulfilled by God last verse this is the actual close <laughs> Romans 5:5 through 11 I'll give you a second to get there second okay so it says and I think this is the NLT as well and this hope is not oh no this is a passion translation actually and this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. For when the time was right, the anointed one, Jesus, came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak and powerless to save themselves. Now, would anyone dare to die for the sake of a wicked person? We can all understand if someone was willing to die for a truly noble person. But Christ, Jesus Christ, proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. And there is still much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration. You are now righteous in my sight. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. So if while while we were still enemies, God fully reconciled us to himself through the death of his son, then something greater than friendship is ours. Now that we are at peace with God and because we share in his resurrection life, how much more will we be rescued from sin's dominion? And even more than that, we overflow with triumphant joy in our new relationship of living reconciled to God all because of Jesus Christ. Wow, what? An amazing verse, your friendship with God is restored. Your friendship with God is restored because of the sacrifice that Jesus made. That means that you can have, and like I I say all the time, my relationship with God literally started as Being a friend literally started as like on the bus just talking to him your friendship with God your friendship with the Holy Spirit You are called a friend of God because of the sacrifice and you're made righteous because of the sacrifice that Jesus made Dying for you on the cross while you were still sinners and the point the crazy part is like we think like oh my gosh like how um what kind of God would like send people to hell? What kind of human would deny the God that died for them? That's not more disrespectful? That's not more hurtful? Like you don't think it hurts God for people to go to hell? You don't think that Jesus is literally like heartbroken over people who are deciding to go to a place that wasn't even designed for them? That wasn't even made for them? God wants everybody to come up to heaven and to be with him and not even that. God wants you to live a life more abundant, a life of joy and Peace and patience and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's what God wants you, uh, the life that God wants you to live. Literally feeling like so much unconditional love every single day and no like mental health, nothing, literally nothing, no sickness, no pain in your body, none of that. No uh, demonic oppression, no uh, um, uh, demons inside of you, none of that. God, Jesus literally set up life for you to not have to experience any of that. So isn't it more disrespectful to reject that than to, than to say like what kind of jo- what kind of god would say that who I am isn't who I am? Than to say that what kind of god would like th- would made me make me like this as a child. I was I believe that I was literally didn't have a choice in choosing this lifestyle of homosexuality. So you made me like this and then you're going to tell me it's wrong what kind of do- god does that? The kind of god that will renew your mind. That will renew your mind so that you can see clearly from the time that you were a child, what was happening. I mean, I know for me, the devil's literally been attacking me since before I got here. Y'all, he's literally been like on my neck since before I got here. Just like literally. So for you to say that like, I cho- you didn't choose this lifestyle, basically the thug life chose you, I'm sorry. Couldn't pass it up. But anyways, for you to say that you didn't choose this lifestyle, but that, like, you know, this is just something that you always felt since you were like a little kid, since you were a little girl, a little boy, you were always attracted to the same sex. And there's hope for you. You don't have to live like that. And wouldn't you want it? Like, wouldn't you want your life to be literally choosing something that is good for you? Literally, the Bible says, like, life and death is in front of you. Choose life. Like, wouldn't you want to choose life? Wouldn't you not want to choose? Like, think about all the statistics that I read earlier. Wouldn't you not want to choose that life for yourself? Where it's, like, so much pain and so much more, um, um, everything. Like, it's, like, six times more likely to, what? Well, whatever I read, I don't want to misquote myself, but six times more likely to do all that, to have suicidal thoughts, to have all this mental illness, you're 120% more likely to experience homelessness and then to, um, to, experienced discrimination at a homeless shelter like all this stuff all the things that I read you're gonna sign up for that and it's not even gonna be your choice that doesn't sound like a good thing to me that you were born this way and it's not your choice that's not literally like that's not really the character of God God wants us to choose life, okay? And that isn't even really a choice because he tells you the answer. He wants you to choose life. He wants you to choose him because the rewards that he has for you is so great. And it's so much worth the persecution. It's so worth the sacrifice. And I want you to ask yourself right now, the life that you're living, if you are if you identify as LGBTQI+, or if you are in um, secret sin, or nobody knows that you're gay, or you have these things, is your life right now worth the risk that you're taking? Is your life right now worth everything that you're bringing on? Like you would say, I would say my life with Jesus is completely worth anything, literally anything, literally giving up my whole entire life. Would you say that your life right now is literally worth, it's worth you dying for? Would you say that? Would you say that your life right now is how you want it to be for the rest of your life? I'm okay as long as I have Jesus, for however i'm living right now to be the rest of my life literally i know it's not but if that's what god has for me then as long as i have him i'm fine would you say that for yourself would you say that you want to be in the same position waking up screaming or waking up crying or having things uh like literally follow you around your house or feeling presences in your house or in your dreams having nightmares or waking up um literally with like hot tears running down your face or just having panic attacks having anxiety attacks literally addicted to drugs literally homeless or whatever your situation is because this sin the law is the curse is it brings on death would you say that you want to live like that for the rest of your life and if you don't the answer is simple all you need to do is literally repent repent and ask the holy spirit like literally every single day Please renew my, renew my mind, God. Renew my mind, God. Please renew my mind. Ask the Holy Spirit to literally, like, fill you up every single day. And you can uh, DM me. There's other next steps that are really necessary for you to take. So you can DM me if you do accept the gift of salvation right now that Jesus is freely giving you. Um... And I just wanted to read one thing about repentance because it's kind of, you know, we hear the word a lot, but to make it very simple for you, it means to change one's mind for the better, to heartily amend with abhorrence of one's past sins. Repentance or metanoia means change of mind involves a turning with contrition from sin to God. The repentant sinner is in the proper condition to accept the divine forgiveness, to accept the divine forgiveness. So accept it. Accept God's forgiveness and literally ask God to help you turn away from the lifestyle that you're in right now. You, I just want to reiterate, whatever your struggle is right now, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you myself, it's not worth it. I know it's not worth it. I know it's not worth it. But you know who is worth it? Jesus, and Jesus wants to give you life and life more abundantly, so you can feel fulfilled every single day, and not only that, but most importantly, so you can spend every single day getting more close and more intimate with Him. When you can feel the actual, like, physical, tangible love of God, and that is what is going to change your life. That is what is going to make you want to live every day, and that is what is going to break the power of suicide over your life, because you are supposed to be here, and you are not supposed to die, and there is a purpose for you, and that purpose is only in Jesus Christ. I hope you guys enjoyed that video I hope you learned a lot um, I just wanted to say thank you for watching and for those of you who watched to the end thank you so much um, thank you so much I really really appreciate it and share this video with somebody that you know needs it whether they want you to know whether they expect you to know what they're going through or not share this video with somebody that you know needs it and if you're a parent watch it with your kids and have them listen to all the statistics that are all the things that they're literally going to bring on into their life if they want to um go follow this path of who they think they are who they feel like they should be have them watch this and have them read all the articles i'm going to post them in my description you guys can read them together literally to see like this is what is for you if you choose this so if you're a parent i would highly suggest you read that with your kids um who are deciding to go um down this path And if it's you, then literally, like I said, just repent and make sure you share this with somebody that you know needs it. Like and comment down below what you thought of the video. And I hope to hear from you guys soon. Thanks for watching. Bye.